This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful, beautiful Scream Elves, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay and apparently French. What the hell just happened? I don't know. Tonight, it is episode 241, and the countdown to Halloween inevitably, inescapably. Unstoppably inches us slowly forward, slowly forward to that most terrifying night of all Halloween. Oh, you're so scared. I got everybody so spooky scared. Oh, look at you, you're all crying and stuff. Listen, hey, we got a fun show coming up for you today because we're being joined by two returning guests, first of all. We got Wendy Volker Hosking from the Wendelicious at Gold podcast and also hairdo enthusiast Martin McEwen. And they're here today to talk about a late entry to the Giallo game from that particular era of genres. It's from 1987 and it's called Nine Little Indians. <coughs> Excuse me, Flemball. Nine Little Indians, also known longer, more obtuse title. Nine Little Indians Nude on a Harvest Moon. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the movie, but you know, Giallo's, what are you going to do? Hey, hey, but listen, hey, hey, hey. We're going to have fun in this episode, but but the countdown to Halloween Panathon is not just about fun. No, because it's also a fundraiser. I mean, we're putting the fun in fundraiser for sure, but what I'm doing by putting out 21... Fully produced, jam-packed, hilarious episodes in 21 days. An incredible amount of time, incredibly short amount of time, rather, for a solo podcaster doing this all by himself. I'm doing this to raise funds for new alternatives. What's that? I'm going to tell you. Calm down. New Alternatives is an organization that is dedicated to helping the homeless LGBT population get off the streets, not just tonight, but for good. The stats are horrible. I've told you a million times. I can't go through this again today because I'm angry about other stuff, but we'll get to that. Not at you. Not at you. But once again, I have forgotten my manners. For those of you who are new to the show and new to the Podathon, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and normally twice a month, every month, I am here being your guide through the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But there's a catch. You got to see these movies through my very, very gay little eyes. Of course, that's all different now because I'm coming at you every single day for 21 days, counting down the days to Halloween in an effort to raise funds for new alternatives. 
He's still going to have to see the movies through my very gay little eyes. That ain't changing. The only thing that's changing, you're getting a whole lot more of me in a very compact amount of time, yo. But it's for a good cause. Suspicious packages delivered to, you know, the Obamas and the Clintons and CNN. Bombs. Ba-boom. All in a matter of hours. The same day that the gay bars of Nashville were plastered with flyers. These pro-Trump flyers with machine guns all over them. Automatic weapons. They didn't go to every business. They just went to the gay bars. The entire LGBT community is under attack right now. Transgenders are looking at being erased. Their identity stricken from the record. And this is nothing new. I mean, from the day this administration took over, the first thing they did was take down all the information they had on the White House website about LGBT anything. And if you think that I have not already plotted out a place to live in Toronto, you're wrong. I'm fearing the day when all of a sudden the time to leave, it will be past the time to leave and I won't be able to. This is a scary thing for me. But like I said, this is the kind of stuff that if I focus on it too much, I will get overwhelmed. I will be in a ball on the floor just saying I'm never leaving the house again. And that's why, you know, before the potathon started, I said, how can I turn this feeling out? How can I turn all this negative energy into something positive? And that's what I'm doing here by doing a little bit of good for the homeless LGBT population. I can take all that pent-up rage and turn it into something creative, which you're listening to right now. And I have been for what, 16 days now? Fifth, yeah, six, 16. I don't know what day it is. I don't know where we are in the part of that. I think it's day 16, maybe. Who knows? I don't leave the house anymore. I have no idea what's going on. But, <laughs> but use your negative for a positive. These kids need help. They need help now. Do a little bit of good in the world. Counteract some of this horrendousness that's going on. Sure, this is a small thing to do for a small part of the overall population of the world. But if we all just keep chipping away, I think that we can... <sighs> I'm not going to say save the world at this point. I think we're kind of doomed. But I, I, okay, you know what? Patrick's gone negative. Patrick has sunk into depression and is not happy right now. So, okay, I have to spin this back around. What you can do right now to make a positive action today that will be affected today is go to the URL http colon slash slash fundraise dot newalternativesnyc.org slash sq and make a donation. Of course, I have requested that since I'm doing 21 shows in 21 days that you give $21. It's nice marketing. It's cute. It's catchy. If you don't have that, I don't care. Just give what you can. If it's dollar, I don't care. It's something. That dollar will be put to use. And that dollar will be put to use Today, you will be doing good today. That dollar is not going to sit in some weird fund somewhere for months and months and months waiting for somebody to release it. Or God forbid, oh, we can't give the money to the kids until you reach your goal. No, no, no. doesn't matter if I reach the goal or not. This money's going there regardless. 
the goal is just something to strive for. And by the way, we have already exceeded the amount of money that we made in the potathon last year. We still have a long way to go. A long, long way to go, but I, I'm, I'm confident that we're going to get there. If you want to give more, give more. Absolutely. Don't be limited by my stupid scope, which probably was a bad idea. Okay, see, here I am. Here I am. I'm being negative Nancy. Negative Nancy McKeon sitting right here. <laughs> Patrick, pull it in. Of course, I've discovered, like we learned yesterday, that some people are not comfortable going to this outside URL that has been notoriously tricky since this potathon started. If you don't put in the whole thing with the, with the HTTP and the colon and the slash slash, you're not getting there. It's a long-ass URL, and it's really easy to screw up. People have been hesitant to go there. Alexa, shut up. I'm talking to people right now. Thank you. I had to change her back from Lollibot because she was getting confused. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I can't possibly help you. But not to the point right now. Listen, the other way you can donate, I have now set up a Facebook page specifically for donations. There's one for the event itself that's listing all the episodes that you can share really easily to let people know what we're doing. Or you can cut to the chase and just say, hey, hey, give some money. And I will be putting that link in the show notes or you can find it by doing a search on countdown to halloween potathon or you can find it through the scream queens facebook page itself which of course you can find by searching scream queens where horror gets gay it's all over the place and it has been incredibly effective in an incredibly short amount of time and the thing is since it's through facebook that means that new alternatives has been vetted and approved by Facebook as being a legitimate organization doing legitimate work. So if there's any questions there, Facebook has answered it. People feel more comfortable with that. That's cool. And it's been showing because in the 24 hours since I posted that, we've made $400, which is amazing. And these are all people I know. Like these are the people I've shared it to. So if you start sharing this link, I guarantee we'll be getting more uh, getting more donations here because apparently this pe- this is something people are super comfortable with. Who do I have to thank today? Where are the new people on the list? First of all, thank you to DZZ for your contribution. That was super cool of you, man. Dan Casey. Dan Casey from college. The man with the big blue coat. The man who put the P in PA. Thank you very much for your donation, Dan. Uh, We got Matt Brown, a.k.a. Slug, from the Slugcast. Thank you very much. That was also awesome. Amy Gerbracht Armstrong. Yes, yes, more high school people showing up. My goodness. My God, I was in South Pacific with Amy in 1988. Oh, my God, the stories that we could share. But we're not doing that today because we're giving Amy Gerbracht Armstrong a big squeezy hug. Thank you. And a college friend, Marilyn DeAndrea, donated a whopping $100. Thank you so much, Mary Lynn. That's awesome. Mary Lynn and I were in the world's worst children's theater show called The Trouble with the Christmas Presents. I played a necktie, a cranky necktie. She played a pincushion. And her costume, according to her, I remember she put it on the first time. She looked in the mirror and goes, I look like Swamp Thing. That was the day I fell in love with Mary Lynn and DeAndrea. 
And today I fell in love with her all over again. Thank you, thank you. But we have also got donations coming in on the regular website as well. And that would be to Dave Woody from the UK. Oh, hey, baby. Oh, man, get your guns out and your buns out because I am getting, I'm coming for you, Dave, to say thank you. Belinda blinked and I clenched. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm giving you a mouth hug, Dave Woody, is what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. You're so dirty. I'm so dirty. What a dirty... I can't help it. I listen to my dad roar a porno. He does, too. You, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a steel pots and pans thing. Either you get it or you don't. And believe me, steel pots and pans can get it. Oh, they get it all the time. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, wait, wait. And I almost didn't see him. He just snuck here at the top. Brian Polk just donated as well. Brian Polk, the other half of Allison Nowacki. Well, it's not her other half, but you know what? Well, yeah, it is her other half. Then the married couple, they're going to be on in a couple of days, possibly even tomorrow, talking about Dr. Giggles because we haven't had enough crazy doctors this week. But thank you, Brian. This guy gets it. So now I'm going to be doing math on the spot. We've got, we are at $1,600 right now in donations. The goal is, of course, 2500 can we get there before Halloween? I don't know. But the thing is, to remind everyone, the donation pages are open until the middle of November. I have to double check the date. I keep forgetting to do this until I'm sitting here in the chair. Kids, there is not enough hours in the day for me right now. I am so busy. The thing is, at least I'm not tired anymore. My body has adjusted to this grueling schedule. My brain has not. And today is going to be a treading water sort of day. So, because I actually stumbled out last night and tried to do something social, I went to Marie's Crisis. Yes, I did. I went to Marie's Crisis for, you know, for my Wednesday night crowd, and it was kind of a bummer. You know, It was a new pianist who I hadn't worked with before who seemed determined to play a lot of dirges, and I was just about to leave. I was putting on my coat. And, of course, Marie's Crisis, it's all show tunes, all the time. Sing along, have a great time, drink the cheap booze, get really drunk for a little bit of money, and then embarrass yourself by, you know, warbling through Oklahoma. I'm looking at you, TJ. Uh, (laughs) She didn't embarrass herself. It was fabulous. But no, as I'm walking out of the door, he starts playing Loverly from My Fair Lady. And this is how my brain works nowadays. I started singing along because it's a silly little song. All I want is a room somewhere. Far away from the cold night air. I'm not going to sing it because I'll get sued. And all of a sudden it was about the kids and new alternatives. All I want is a room somewhere. Far away from the cold night air. With one enormous chair. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely. Lots of chocolate for me to eat. Lots of coal. Giving lots of heat. Warm face. Warm hands. Warm feet. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? Someone's head resting on my knee, warm and tender as he could be, who takes good care of me. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? And damn it, I'm crying again. I didn't mean to make myself cry this episode because I'm angry. But it was just a reminder. As I was walking out the door on a particularly cold October night, the wind last night was vicious, and that song haunted me the whole way home. Because isn't that all any of us want? A decent place to live, a little bit of chocolate, nice warm fire, and somebody nice to share it with. Who cares about you?
http colon slash slash fundraise dot new alternatives nyc dot org slash sq or go to facebook do a search on countdown to halloween potathon and donate that way okay it is time to bring on wendy and martin and i have to say thank you to jelly belly kelly for finding this movie for me what a treat it was in its own weird twisted sort of way and I'm going to have information on how Jelly Belly Kelly got to take over the potathon for a day after we hang out with Martin and Wendy, which is going to be right about now. I'm not going to play a trailer just because the only trailer that I could find was all music. Actually, no, there was two. One was all in Italian and one was just music. So there's no point in me playing that. So instead, please enjoy this public domain music while I bring on Martin McKeon and Wendy Volking Husk. So joining me on the next leg of this countdown to Halloween potathon are two returning guests. Two guests whose visit last time was a weird mixture of response from you guys, the listeners. Either you love them to death or you wanted them to die. Either way, I'm bringing them back because I think they're fabulous. Some of my best friends from college, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. Mark McKeown and Wendy Hawking. Hi, hey. Welcome to. I got both of your names wrong. <laughs> you did. You did. And that's what we have fixed it in post. So Martin McKeown and Wendy Volker. Sorry about that. My gosh. That you, were, you were close. You were going with the maiden name and you still screwed that up too. And she's no maiden. <laughs> Hardly. Martin. Sorry. So last time these two were on, we played a big practical joke on you. Uh-huh. We talked about a horror movie that didn't exist and it turned out to be what? Yes. Horrible. <laughs> No, what what did we do? What was the, what what trick did we pull pull on them? Like? Oh, it was um the uh, facts of life Halloween episode. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, Grizzly Gertie. Some of you thought that was the best joke ever, and some of you still have not forgiven me for pulling that. <laughs> <laughs> me included. Oh hush you! <laughs> it was all Wendy's idea. <laughs> she called me up and threatened Blame to beat me. me up and poop on my cat. <laughs> I've done it before. I'll do it again. She's a, she's a known cat pooper, Miss Wendy's. <laughs> but no, these guys are so much fun. I wanted to bring them back again this year. We'll have them talk about a real movie this time. Yes. So maybe you guys will see them for the glamorous god and goddess that they are to me. Aww, isn't that and not just yeah. perpetrators of a very mean joke. So the movie that we have chosen to talk about is a giallo from 1987 called Seven Little Indians Nude on a Harvest Moon. Mm. I, you gotta love giallos in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the worst title. <laughs> like, well, it's always something like strip nude, strip nude for your killer while I type my resume. It's just something weird. It's always weird. They don't translate <laughs> But, you know, I didn't really get to um, – I'm sorry. I kind of jumped ahead of myself. But, hey, for those of you who are not familiar with these two, 
Martin, Wendy, why don't you tell the folks at home a little something about yourselves before we get any deeper into the harvest moon of naked angels. <laughs> Indians. Angels and Indians, naked. <laughs> I live in Cleveland, mm-hmm. so one strike. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually very nice here. Yeah, I live in Cleveland. I uh, lived here for a few years. I am a friend of Patrick's from college, um, strike two. Mm-hmm. And oh, maybe that's a big one. Huh? <laughs> that's one that will never get expunged from your license. Right. Uh, I'm for a living. I'm a a professional events planner. So that's pretty fun. I always threw the best parties in college. And also I have a podcast of my very own too. So uh, that's what I do in my spare time. I was going to bring that up because last time you said I used to have a podcast, but then I stopped doing it because I got sick of my own voice. Yeah. Please hold. (laughs) Stop. Alexa, hang up. I fucking hate this. My ex likes to call in the middle of a session, Bradford. I told you that four times. So uh, if I don't answer one, he's like, I'll call him on Alexa. And then he'll call me on Skype. And he'll call me on all these things. Whatever. Just mm. Of a Ivy session, Bradford. Well, what I thought was neat about this last year when you were on, you said, I used to have a podcast, but I stopped doing it because I got tired of listening to the sound of my own voice. And I made fun of you for being a pod fader. Welcome back to the herd. Welcome back Thank to the you. family, our prodigal Wendy. Yes. Yay. Let us grab the fatted calf and kill it or something, except she's a vegetarian, so that really wants to be said. What? <laughs> well, you're a vegetarian. If we get the fatted calf and kill it, like you're the prodigal son, we'll just oh, piss yeah, you I off. So let's it. not do that. Let's find yeah. something else. Let's find some soybeans or something and kill it. No, I, I would not judge you for your choices. I would let you eat the fatted calf. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't I would partake. Well, yeah. I wouldn't oh, judge you. Please, you would not judge us for our choices. <laughs> All right, yes, you would. That's what you live for. <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with Wendy? But what is the name of your podcast and what is it about? Because I'm sure I'll have listeners who are interested. Absolutely. The name of my podcast is When Delicious at Goal. And actually what it is, it's a, it's a support and motivation uh, podcast for people on a weight loss journey. So recently, last year, uh, end of last year, I um, lost 50 pounds with Weight Watcher and uh, reached my goal and I reached Lifetime. So that's kind of what it's all about is about fitness and motivation and health and weight loss and fun and pretty much just me being me. So it's scary too. <laughs> no, we it's love a horror cast. Okay. Um, so more. How go things in your garden? Good. So um, my name is Martin. I have known Patrick since high school, actually. Yes. Crazily enough, on the island of Long. Yeah. And I've recently uh, moved out of New York City, and I'm now a full-time Hudson resident. I live on the basement. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but no, I'm living upstate in Hudson now. Um, yeah, I'm working as a personal assistant. And Ooh. happy Is homemaker. Lopez? <laughs> it could happen. It, it could be. <laughs> I have to polish a butt every day. <laughs> oh my god! Keep it moist and shiny. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, that's. I don't have a podcast. No, you. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's. Okay. I I rarely listen to podcasts, but today actually, my friend was saying how I actually listened to this um, like crime one, and I was like, yeah, maybe. My favorite murder. Is that it? I don't know. That that's oh. one that's up that would be up your alley because they make. Doctor Death. Mm-hmm. Dr. Death. I'm listening to that one now. That's good. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Mm. 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 True crime. Mm. True crime. That's the one. Oh, 
Okay, that's ten, ten, tends to be a genre. Okay. That's what it's I not, was going with for a genre. Uh, maybe I've ever. <laughs> it was a long yeah. time ago. I didn't write it down. It's never going to come to me. Ladies and gentlemen, Martin McKeown, <laughs> in a nutshell. I didn't gasp, though. though. Not yet. Well, not yet. <laughs> I'll see if I can hold them in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare. You be you. <laughs> You be you, because there's a lot to gasp about in this movie. It's quite shocking. Oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah, so, okay, what the hell is the title of this longest style? Seven Little Indians Nude on a Harvest Moon. Yeah, so um, since you guys are the guests, could you, one of you, give me like a 30-second basic, super basic plot summary? Um, these four sexy young chicks go to the movies uh while their like nanny is home yeah. and they um they bring along this sweet little cherub of a neighborhood boy mm. um they the old nanny's worried and sends the handsome neighbor to look for them they get home and murder ensues one right after the other. Well yeah. done, Martin. Thank you. Thank Martin, you. Can I tell you, I don't know how many of these guest sessions I've recorded already for the Halloween things. You're the first guest that I did not have to use the buzzer on. No, no. I remember last time, remember that just bites me in the face because last time Martin was here, I was like, well, I'm going to ask Wendy to do it because Martin will never be able to sum anything up in 30 seconds. Well, hold it wrong now. I'm working on conciseness. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught me a lesson? The thing that I thought was really annoying about this movie, like it's in Italian and it's dubs. There's always that kind of hilarity. There's like all the boobs and the bloods and the black gloves, uh. and typical of the thing. But the killer leaves a calling card of sorts with the first victim, you know, a letter written in blood. And you get to see it and you see it close up, but they never translate it. And that got me really angry. I'm like, why? Because I was always confused. Like, why are these girls being killed? Like, why tonight? What's going on? And so I wrote out the the card because I know both of you have traveled in Europe extensively and you probably know what it means. But it says uh, the card says prendi il buono, prendi il cattivo, li prendi entrambi e la hai i fatti della vita. Any idea what that means? I know what that means. What does it mean, Wendy? It means you take the good, <laughs> you take the bad. You take them both, and there you have the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. No, it happened again! <laughs> it happened again! Y'all been pumped twice, bitches! There ain't no such movie as Seven Little Indians Nude on a Hoffman. <laughs> Everybody's been Googling it, looking for it. Seven Little Indians is another Halloween episode of The Facts of Life. The worst one yet. So it was terrible. You know, it really, compared to last year's, the one with uh, Grizzly Gertie. Yes. That, that seemed like, like Alfred Hitchcock Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, so this is late in the game. Like, Charlotte Ray has left the show. By the way, rest in peace, Charlotte. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Aww. So Cloris Leachman is there. I had long Aww. stopped watching because Andy, Andy gave me hives. <laughs> Which I think was the bonding thing between the three of us. Yeah, have you all wanted him dead? Really, I mean, we all like worked together and like took classes together and like hung out with the same people. The thing that really bonded us was that we all had this secret hatred of Andy that now we could be public about. <laughs> yep. Andy came and ruined the show. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Loris Leachman, Charlotte Ray. I wish Andy would go away. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what this episode needed. Jerry Jim. Oh. <laughs> oh, can I tell you what happened? A friend of mine called me up and he's like, oh my God. I just had to tell you, you got in my head. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, I was watching something like, and announcing, they were announcing the next cast of Dancing with the Stars. He just heard the announcer said, and next up, one of the stars of the hit series, The Facts of Life. And he was like, oh, Jerry Jewell? <laughs> it's not Jerry Jewell. It wasn't Jerry Jewell. No, it's Nancy McKinnon. Dancing with the Stars. Uh, he's like, you got in my head. I'm like, I wasn't, but I don't even know what, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm talking about Jerry Jewell at all. She's, a, she's an icon to us all. <laughs> Lord, help us all. Yeah, so this is trash. This is their attempt oh of making God. a slasher movie, and it is so poorly written. Granted, they had seven people to kill in 23 minutes. Yeah. Which means you have to kill someone every two minutes, so there's not much story going on here at all. <laughs> and, but it was uh, bad. And Martin did sum it up. Yeah, the girls go out for a night to see a scary movie. They take Andy with them. Cloris Leachman is ahead home. She's having nightmares. The thing that makes this a little different is that we have a new character. This kind of Rod Serling, Twilight Zone-esque narrator who keeps... Oh, yeah. Dream or reality? Which is which? Take one Beverly Ann Stickle, freshly awakened from that unconscious reality known as a dream, and ask yourself this question. Is she really awake? Then slowly blend in a worried phone call in the lateness of the hour and simmer over a furious thunderstorm, and what do you get? I don't know. Let's call it a recipe. A recipe that's missing five essential ingredients. Andy, Joe, Blair, Natalie, and Tootie. Tootie. I like saying Tootie. In a moment, these ingredients will be embroiled in a casserole of the bizarre. Booyah Bay's of confusing images, a well-done meatloaf of the mind. This speech is making me hungry. One more time. Yep. He was disturbing. He was disturbing. I mean, he was funny at first, but the thing is, he was really obsessed saying tootie, tootie. and every it's time it got dirty i felt creepier and creepier. Right? it was it like, felt dirty it was like yeah, ah. was like, get your finger out of me and when you said <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's nasty it was very hashtag me too i did not like him <laughs> no did we lose wendy is she gone her internet went out <laughs> she's All in right. cleveland don't. Okay, it's just you and me. let's talk about her oh, can you hear me oh she's oh. <laughs> Hi. That was perfect timing, Wendy. (laughs) I'm having a hard time hearing. That's probably for the best. (laughs) Yeah, so... We were discussing the Rod's... The the Twilight Zone character guy. How creepy he was. Tootie. Yeah, right? Did you find that weird? Yeah, creepy. creepy, I mean, granted, she's got to be an adult woman by now. But it still felt child molestery. And also, when she did her tagline, it was really... Terrible. Her tech. Like, oh, she had that, like, that, um, oh, I can't think of what it was, but you know, her, her little, like, like, you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, like, yeah. I doing that little line. Uh-huh. Yes. And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, no, no. Just Eight like years later, you can't do that. No, no, <laughs> not even in somebody else's dream, which might be someone else's <laughs> else's dream. <laughs> which went up being her dream. So, or did it? We don't know. Nobody That's knows. That's true. <laughs> you never know. Because the whole episode is a dream within a dream within a dream with a nightmare with a nightmare with it with, with the floor wax and the dessert topping. I have no idea what that is. 
Yeah. <laughs> girls go to the movie. They go to see what was it? Halloween. Oh yeah, had a good name. Oh, I can't. It wasn't Halloween. Hack 'em up. Well, what movie did you see? A horror film. The Halloween Hacker Three, Part Six. A new beginning. Dave returns again. Don't laugh. It's not funny. It was really frightening. I can't get it out of my mind. Oh. People were getting chopped and sliced and diced and minced all over the place. It was great. Oh man. Oh, whatever it was, the Halloween Hack. About Part Six, Part Three. A new beginning. Dave returns again. Again. Yes. Dave. <laughs> oh, no, it's Dave. Better run. And they're all scared and everything and blah, blah, blah. And there's a horrible storm out, which is really why Beverly Ann was concerned. And they're, they get home and immediately pretty much you know, they go to bed because they're scared. And they're in room because they're scared. And like, they're, they're Can I rewind to two things? Mm-hmm. First of all, why would Andy's parents let him stay there? So I'm just going to let Andy sleep here. I'll call his parents. I was like, that Listen, is Listen, I was wondering the same <laughs> right? thing. I was like, he didn't, I thought they adopted him. I thought he lived there. I'm like, oh, he doesn't live there? Like, I don't know. I, I just I just picked, I mean, there must be like the biggest deadbeats. <laughs> <laughs> like some crack den he lives in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a meth lab. <laughs> My favorite thing about this opening scene was that when, when, when they're talking about the movie, when Blessed, that movie was so scary, my deodorant failed. <laughs> I was so scared my deodorant failed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they go to bed and then, then, you know, Andy had fallen asleep on the couch and Cloris Leachman comes busting into the bedroom. Beverly Ann, what a dramatic entrance. <laughs> what happened downstairs? Beverly Ann, what is it? It's Andy. And I know Wendy's like, just say it, say it, say it. She's like, yeah, just come on, please say it out loud. Just say it, Andy, just say it. Just say it. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, say it. No, they're getting picked off one by one, and Andy's gone first. Yay. And this kind of set the tone that this is going to be all bullshitty bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Went downhill from there. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's this thing he was – they find him in, in the store over our heads. Mm. <laughs> I liked Edna Gettables better. And he, mm. they deduced that he had been trying to inflate the rubber moose, moose, the inflatable moose, but the air canister punched a hole in something, which spilled horseradish on the floor, which made him trip and then knocked over the rubber cement with went wet in his mouth. And I said, you know what? If that kid was going to die, I would rubber cement his mouth shut too. <laughs> he was so young. He had the sweetest disposition. He owed me six dollars. How did it happen? Oh, well, I wanted to buy a record album, so... That's yeah. that. How did this happen? I don't know. As you can see... He must have come in here to blow up the inflatable moose. Somehow the antlers punctured the plastic containers. Spilling the horseradish. Causing him to slip on the jelly beans. When he opened his mouth to say, ouch. That's when the rubber cement fell in and finished him off. Death by Rube Goldberg. I was a little preposterous. A little. I said it was a Rube Goldberg death. Rube Goldberg. 
a name from the past. You probably don't know who he is. Come to think of it, you probably don't know who I am. But so what? I don't know who you are, so read it. That's right. I'm going, okay, of all the things that are in the store, I'm like, okay, I get that. The inflatable moose, sure. The jelly beans, there were jelly beans involved. And all these other things going, why, why is there horseradish there? That's, that's, yeah. an, that's an Edna's, Edna's edible. <laughs> Leftover, fell off a shelf. Nobody cleaned it. There's nobody actually shops there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do they sell in that store? It's gar- It's like it's like a Spencer's gift bullshit store. Yeah. Oh yeah, Spencer's. I remember gifts. thinking it was so cool back in the day. I'm like, they sell the coolest stuff there. Like, no, they sell the going to be on a landfill for. Oh god, we're back to the landfill. <laughs> <laughs> the landfill. The landfill. We're not going back to the landfill. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to last year's episode. We cannot bring it up again. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, so he winds up dead, and, uh, and then I forgot these are the George Clooney years as well. Uh, Can I just he was stop terrible. Clooney for a second? Yeah, he was terrible. Yes. Yeah. He like talked no like comic book. timing. Ugh. No, he didn't look good. He was wearing that horrible yellow rain slicker. Well, what did you want to wear? It was raining. It was a horrible storm. Well, also, what the fuck? I'm oh, sorry. I just cursed. What the heck? Okay. What the heck? I'm offended. Sorry. What the heck with Beverly Ann calling up to like go look for the girls and then all going to bed and not letting her mother home safe? I know they don't have cell phones, but he didn't call from the movie saying, "Are they there safe? Are you all good?" Like, that was just rude. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many plot holes. So, well, <laughs> well, yeah, they just covered it up with his dream, but. <laughs> So George, they send George out to like, well, Andy's dead, and the phones are dead, and we have to let the police know. So George goes off to find the police and immediately winds up dead in the closet. I thought George was going for help. I guess he decided to hang around. Yeah. In the worst prop. I didn't even look really human. No, I mean, he's supposed to be, you just see him hanging in the closet in his little rain slicker in the pink balloon that... It was very man sent out to defend himself with. That's why I was like, oh my God, this is some horseshit. This is such a pull the plug on the show kind of thing. This is the best joke to come up with. Do you think, I just thought of this, do you think that whole rain slicker and the balloon thing, do you was think it's a weird callback to it? Yeah. Like I wonder. Time? I think you're giving them too much credit. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> That would have been cool, though. Would have been cool, though. Yeah. And listen, I know it was a dream and all, ultimately, but the nonchalance about dead bodies just, you know, laying around. And they're good friends. Like, they're... Oh, uh, Andy's dead. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to crack jokes about it. But I get it. It's a sitcom. They didn't find the balance. There was a balance to be found. They didn't even try. No. And they're just sitting with, like, five dead bodies in the house, like, you know, NBD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know me. (laughs) <laughs> 1992 never gets old <laughs> well, yeah, I thought when they found George in the closet I'm like well that's going to come back later because it's obviously just a shitty prop that it's not really George I thought the same thing he's still alive somewhere hiding no because it's just this, it's literally like a rain slicker that's hanging on the back of the door but you can clearly see there's no head in it yeah and yeah. I like George Clooney with some head yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm you know what let I would just. Let it <laughs> you know what I just like to say. Mom. Clooney. No, no, no. <laughs> Is it a tootie? <laughs> no. Clooney. No. No. I don't no. Like that. No. Clooney. No, the whole guy. I'm, <laughs> Lester in your house. Why does nobody see him? 
<laughs> yeah, that was gross. Ah, <laughs> Wendy, that's gross. <laughs> oh, so George dies, and the next is Natalie. Yeah. She's the first oh, real character to die that we actually liked. Because Andy and George, cares. no one cares about. Cares you know? Nobody cares except Tootie. Tootie's, gets, Tootie's got a couple of great bullshit monologues. <laughs> over, the top, <laughs> over the top monologues. She's got a few of them that are actually pretty good. They're the highlights of the show. Natalie gets strangled with a pair of fuzzy dice. Red fuzzy dice. Oh, no. Craps. <laughs> Poor Natalie. Strangled by a pair of fuzzy dice. What a whimsical way to die. And I'm going to point out something. They go, oh, craps, because like, it was the snake eyes, but it yeah. wasn't because they were, they were facing forward. I know you had to do it because otherwise we wouldn't see it, but yeah. on top wasn't them. You know what I mean? Like, that's uh -huh. the side. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you mean the TV show lied? <laughs> Wait, they said snake eyes? I thought they said craps. They said craps, but you need I said craps. You have, yeah, they said craps, but you need snake eyes to get craps. Whatever the hell it is. I don't know how the game right. works. Okay, shut up. But the two little dots, they weren't on top. They were on the side. So it was facing the camera, yeah, but it was not yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little technical issue I didn't uh, like. But I had to say, like, Blair had all my favorite lines in these, and even they weren't that great. Like I said, my, that movie was so scary. My deodorant failed. I love that. And when she looked at Natalie, she goes, oh, what a whimsical way to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was good. <laughs> what happened next? It was a Beverly Ann next. No, Blair went to get her cellular phone. Oh, but yeah, Blair, oh, that's right. Blair wants to get her cellular phone because it's got a direct line to Tiffany's. Yes. <laughs> and so she can call, tell them to call the police while she orders an outfit. To uh, wear to Natalie's. General. And I said, that's funny, except Tiffany's doesn't sell clothes. Mm -hmm. That's she right. Said, Jewelry only. Mm -hmm. She said it had said Bergdorf's, but she said Bergdorf's bowling league earlier. So that, was early. that was early. Yeah, so she didn't drop too many stores, you know? Yeah. It should have been Tiffany's bowling league and Bergdorf's direct line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever wrote this bullshit I wrote that his name I don't know it sounded like Bon Jovi it made me laugh it was like John Bovey <laughs> I think you should need to send him a strongly worded letter okay yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and here's what I thought was funny with this when they go upstairs and they find Blair dead <laughs> that her death was extremely similar to the death of a TV sitcom matriarch in the Brady Bunch massacre in the Brady Bunch massacre that I wrote in college <laughs> I don't remember that. <gasps> Mrs. Brady was entombed in a oh, cocoon of Aquanet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had not seen this. So I was like, whoa, shit. <laughs> Wasn't she moosed? Did she say she was She was moosed, moosed to death. <laughs> She's completely stiff. Like she was moose to death. <laughs> Poor Blair. Well, at least she died the way she lived, looking at herself. Moose. Blair was moose to death. They find her. Which isn't that stiff, moose? No, it's not. You no. get a tiny bit wet and it all just comes right out. Yeah, it's more for volume, not for stiffness. Although it did give us the line, dippity dead, which made me happy. That was very good. <laughs> but also, not moose. Not moose. Not moose, exactly. No. <laughs> but she also put makeup on. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Weird makeup. Uh-huh. Or the yeah. killer put makeup on her. Hmm? Kind of like baby I mean, Jane. -ish. Because she died the way she lived, Wendy. 
That's right. Looking at himself in the mirror. But, okay, did you guys notice this? How gleeful Joe was to hear that Blair was dead? Yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, that was weird. Yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah. I know. Like, Blair's upstairs. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. what do you mean? No, yeah. So that's why the things weren't jibing for me. Like, it never. I mean. <laughs> I get it. This is a one-off episode, and it's for Halloween. It's, but it was so far removed from what the show is. Yes. It was a very special episode. But it wasn't. No, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't special. It was mean, but it wasn't mean enough. And then, like, yeah. Dan gets, finally gets killed by that Coco because she keeps talking about every three minutes. <laughs> Annoying. I just said, would you shut up about the fucking Coco and then she got poisoned by it? I'm like, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. I like the little piano. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I, have a, I think that's I have a feeling that that's how you're gonna go out of this world Martin Coco or piano <laughs> dramatically in the dreams of some schoolgirls that have been sharing the same room for way too long oh I know that was weird when they, went, when they were all sleeping and she wasn't sleeping I'm like this is so weird to me that these adult women who are obviously in their 30s but I guess supposed to be in their 20s but still it's like Blair's rich Joe has a job they all have things why are you sharing a room like they're going to kick Nat and Tootie out for being too loud. It's like, you shouldn't have, you're all in the same room. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm. And wasn't Tootie like sleeping in like the middle of the room? Like, on a floor and like a futon. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a laundry basket. I'm like, did they put the girl in a laundry basket? Seriously. She is in trouble. Is it a little papoose? <laughs> papoose. <laughs> So nearly end dies, and then it's just Joe and Tootie left. Yeah, so they both suspect each other. Naturally, naturally, Joe chases Tootie out of the building. Then when Tootie comes back for no reason, I did like this joke when Tootie's trying to sneak back in. And the piano, the music is like dun dun. Yeah, yeah. Says, shut up! I hate that when you're trying to sneak into some place in the orchestra that follows you around everywhere, just won't give you a break. I hate that. I hate when that. <laughs> I thought it was cute. But they find Joe dead. She croaked. <laughs> How we don't know. Oh, She's got a big right, inflatable frog. frog on her. Mm. <laughs> that was a cheap pun. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, as opposed to the high wit the rest of the show. <laughs> Excellent writing. Excellent writing. Craps. Uh, craps. <laughs> Crap. Well, if, if, if Mrs. Garrett had still been there, it would have been crepes. Crepes. <laughs> oh, girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so only Tootie's left, and Tootie has another one of her fabulous models. She's like, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I have split personalities. That was very good. <laughs> oh, no. She was right. Sweet little me is a mass murderer. But I don't remember any of it. Multiple personalities. That's got to be it. But then it turns out the killer really is Blair. <laughs> Hi, Blair. Why did you have to kill all my friends, Blair? It's not funny. It's been Blair the whole time. And it was weird watching it now because I'm going, okay, so this is actually like a whole plot to eliminate the middle class. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
10% tax bracket. <laughs> but we were your friends. My friends don't wear polyester. They don't drive motorcycles or ramblers. They don't buy their shoes at the supermarket. I get mine from Paris, honest. Too late, Judy. You're hopelessly middle class. Well, Which is scary given the times we're living in. Uh huh. I'm like, this was this was omniscient. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I got. I'm a. Can I? I ask. I have to. I have a question to ask for uh, to you, Patrick, as an aficionado of horror movies, because this is yeah. something I didn't understand about yeah. Blair as she was going through her little explanation of why she was murdering everybody. What was with her stupid accent? Where did that come from? I think that's what they call a choice. <laughs> I think that I, I kind of I don't know I kind of feel like she was like, well I don't want them to think that it's me, Blair, Blair. Instead, it's this other version of Blair. It's this gunmall Blair. Yeah, I, I thought that's it was really kind of like thing. that's a hard phrase, phrase to say, gunmall Blair. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of saw it as like Nora Desmond from um, oh, Sunset yes. Boulevard, Sunset like Boulevard. all the makeup and that. Yes, when she's crazy at the end, like yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, and it was kind of a baby Jane makeup with like, it was baby Jane meets yeah. Nora Desmond meets crazy yes. women who kill. Yeah. Meets, right. meets, meets, meets Long Island hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which pretty much was. I'm like, yeah, I remember going out and girls, the hair had that big on any given day. No, for real though. Like that wasn't even a joke here. They'd have it that big. I, I had hair like that in high school. I remember. For sure. <laughs> In high school. You had that little puff through college, too. The little puff hey, listen, you had hair that looked like that, too. I never. It was close. He, you had, granted, Martin, you had hair that looked like everything at some point. <laughs> Seriously. I say yes to choices. When you go to, like, the barbershop and they have all those, like, photos around. I just I throw a dart and just let it all Martin at some point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like a little clock. I spin a wheel whenever it goes to. It's like spin the bottle. It's like spin the haircut. It's like uh-huh. yeah, I'll try that. Magically goes there. It's a really weird thing nobody understands. <laughs> yeah, and whatever. It turns out it's all a dream. It's all bullshit and blah blah blah. And let me point out, I want to remember. I want all of you to remember that as we're suffering through this ridiculous, awful episode of the Facts of Life, who it was that yelled at me throughout the episode last year for not choosing this episode last year. If you follow that, that would have been Wendy. I was like, Wendy. For that, dude, I don't Wendy know why we watched the one where they killed Andy. Why couldn't we watch the one where we watched the one that we killed Andy now, it's Wendy? Are you horrible. happy? Are you happy? Are you happy now? Is she there? Uh, she's going to be like, oh, my internet didn't work. <laughs> uh, connection, it, man. I can't hear Patrick. <gasps> oh, I just gasped. Oh. <laughs> There's only twice an episode. That's not bad. I'm going to splice him back in. <laughs> There's not much to gasp about in this show. This was so not gasp worthy. It was like not even worth a gasp. None of it. No, this was dreadful. I just, I, I, my whole time I'm thinking, was the show always this awful? It was one of my favorite shows. I couldn't wait for the facts that I to come on TV. I would like, it's, it's almost the night. It's, was it Thursday nights? Must TV, whatever it was. I feel like it was a Wednesday. I thought it was Wednesdays. Maybe it was. <laughs> my memory's not the best. It was definitely not musty TV. <laughs> This one was not. This was don't oh, see no, TV. No, no, this, this show, no. This by this point, the show, the, the plug needed to have been pulled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was just, yeah, terrible. I mean, once Charlotte Red left, it should have just gone off the air. That was would have been a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Eight episodes, eight, eight, eight seasons was way too much for this show. But yeah, I, last year seems amazing compared to this year's. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah, because there was not a laugh to be had here. I was stretching for a laugh. Yeah. I, I, Blair only had the few good lines, and that was it. And they were only kind of good. And the big thing that I took away with it was that that 2D guy should never work again ever and should be in jail somewhere. Yeah. But mercifully, Andy had a very small part in this. Mm. He had like one line in the beginning, and then he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's so, the best part. Of that's the way to do it. But cam- <laughs> when he's like, "I want to see it on camera. I want to see it happen. <laughs> Slow motion." Do it again. I want to see him try to pry his lips apart with the rubber cement gum <laughs> happening between them. Just like, mm-hmm. oh yes. <laughs> when he's not a well woman, ladies. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I mean, that's that episode. There's really nothing to talk about, and it's really unfortunate. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I do have a question. This is more of a kind of an esoteric question because you brought this up when you introduced us at the beginning of the uh, show. And I know people probably are going to hold it against us that we did this to them again, pulled this, pulled the facts of life prank on them again. But you mentioned that in reaction to last year's episode, some people loved it and some people wanted us to die. <laughs> that hurts hurtful. Well, you know. You always have the hardcore horror fans that are going to get mad when you stray from the beaten path. Oh, I guess. And I set them up for jokes. Some people can't handle being the butt of a joke, Wendy. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But I thought, I mean, it's like I said last time, this this is the season of trick or treat, and you guys just, you guys got tricked. And treated. And treated. (laughs) We're not delightful this time because I'm like, man, this episode sucks, man. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) I was like, really? I was so upset. I'm like, I thought, oh, yay, it's going to be fun. And it was not. No, it was the opposite of fun. It was was a chore to watch it. Yeah, only 21 minutes, though. Twenty. I don't, I'm all right with it. I only lost 21 minutes of my life. Uh Uh-huh. I thought back, I'm like, wow, my poor parents. Did I make them watch this with me? Like, did I watch it alone no, it was back not in the that day? Bad. Like- no, the show, because I told you last year, I was looking for this, uh, that episode, that Halloween episode, and it wound, sent me down like a four-day Facts of Life YouTube hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are quite good. Yes. Mm, I'm sure it's, it's sappy and, you know, it's 80s written, but, you know, still, some of the performances are great, and every now and then the writing, like, there you are. Yeah. And, but a lot of it just relies on the relationship between the characters, and they're not here. Yes, that's, that's exactly that true. true. You had like seven actors all just like bullying for the time for it's my line. Yeah. Right. Which is which time you need to pull the plug. If the ensemble is dead, you know, literally or figuratively. In this yeah. Yeah. Go. If you guys didn't, you couldn't even muster up an ounce of emotion about anybody's death, which I guess would bog things down it only being a 21 minute show. <laughs> <laughs> then make it a one That's hour true. special or something. Yeah. You needed something else. It was just too, they crammed too much in there. And you know what, you know how it is. If you crammed too much in there in too short a time, you're going to get muscle failure. The show prolapse all over the, that's a facts of life. Facts of life right there. Right. You shove and too much in too quickly, too soon. You're going to prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the then the Rod Serling guy, of course, just creeped wasted, us out. Wasted uh-huh. eight minutes of that whole episode that they could have done used for more character development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for these characters that we've known for nine days. But one of the things that you know, which I I picked up on in in my YouTube hole is that Natalie is the horror movie fan. 
Yes. She brings him up a lot. And there was a great clip of her like doing college radio. Mm -hmm. She has Mrs. Garrett on. And they're talking about that great new movie that's out, Kill Me at the Prom. I found it the most artistic of its genre. The use of the machete was a stunning metaphor for the maniac's blinding rage. (laughs) I felt the director was crying out to the audience. Man's thoughts must be elevated. All I saw was someone's head on the floor. And Natalie goes this whole thing. I just this whole socioeconomic thing and about this and that and how like they did this between the genders and the rival between the sexes and, and you know, all this psychological thing. Mrs. Garrett just goes, all I saw was someone's head in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mrs. Her. G. I miss her after this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also yeah. just knowing what a complete kook Cloris Leachman is. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. That she's a comic goddess. Yes. That she's so restrained in this. Oh, yes. you know what I what really came to mind when at the very beginning of the episode when Cloris Leachman was walking around and the thunderstorm was going outside, was I the only one who went, Frau Blucher? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I should have. Exactly. I didn't, but I should have as well. <laughs> no, my mind was going, when, when in the midst of that was when the Twilight Zone Guy showed up and I was like, oh, yeah, she was in the Twilight Zone. She was in one of the best episodes, the one with Billy Moomey, who's sending everybody to the cornfield. She's his mom. I, don't, I didn't see that one. Oh, it's one of the most famous ones. I think I only saw one of them. Yeah, Billy, uh, those kids got this power. He can do anything he wants, so everyone has to be really nice to him all the time. All the time. I've always had a great day. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? It's the best day ever. So if he doesn't like you, he'll send you to the corn. Hmm. Ooh. Check that one out. Did a Simpsons episode like that in the Trias of Terror? They were spoofing that. Yes, yeah. Like they was like they made a joke about that one. Mm-hmm. Bart can do that and he makes a homer like a jack in the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they go to like a child psychologist together and they go like that oh, was funny. Anyway. Yeah. And I'm sure that this there's there's a this has come up twice on the show now, and I don't know where this is gonna be in the episode, but um there's a great book coming up called A Very Special Episode. <gasps> And it is all about about the standalone weirdo episodes of the classic TV shows. And I said, I bet this will not be in there. (laughs) No, this will not be there. This is not special. (laughs) No. No, it was special in the wrong way. Yeah. I bet you the jelly bean pot episode will be on it. Remember that the girls find like Molly Ringwald smoking pot? No, two different, you know, two, yeah. Mm, mm, oh, no, sorry, it was Helen Hunt. Sorry, Helen Hunt. It was Helen, Helen Hunt, yeah, it was Helen Hunt. And Tootie came home with a bong from the store. A jelly bean holder. She was, she was going to put jelly beans in. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't remember that episode either. And I said, oh, it was first season. I said, it's very special. I said, who sold a bong to a nine year old on roller skates? <laughs> Some I really stone guy. <laughs> I would not have even known what a bong was. How much was that? Those things are not cheap. You know, I don't think I knew what was going on in that episode when I saw it the first time. I was so young and innocent. <laughs> I didn't know what it was either. No, because I just, I just knew there was just something bad. I thought it was, was smoking. I didn't know if it was smoking drugs or, or what the, how it even worked. Yeah. Mm. No, I think it, was, it wasn't Nancy. It was one of the other – it was a blonde girl – Suzanne? Suzanne, who I think was going to smoke. One of the girls who didn't make the season. Suzanne. Yeah. Well, it was the other blonde. That Cindy? Was Cindy? Cindy was Cindy was the jock, right? Yes. 
Then it was Suzanne. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been an unfortunate trip down memory lane. Here on the Scream Queens podcast, but that's also what we're all about, too. Sometimes those things that you remember as being great weren't so much after all. And now you know if you ever get the inkling to watch, like, like, why they did Halloween right once on the Facts of Life. Maybe they did it again. No, that they did not. They failed miserably. Save yourself. Run, 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 run. Thank you both for joining me. Wendy, Uh, once again, where can people find your show? uh, Wendelicious.com. W-E-N-D-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com. And you can find Martin in his mom's basement that he pretends to be an orchard <laughs> with, with pears in it. So for peaches, whatever the fuck. I don't know what the hell it is. Thank you guys very much for joining me again for Countdown to Halloween Marathon. Thank you for helping out the kids at New Alternatives. And oh, my God, I can't believe I almost forgot this. Oh, my God, this is the most important thing. Happy Halloween. You can say it back. Oh, us? Happy Halloween. Oh You're so fired. Fired, 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 fired. <laughs> Okay, everybody, that is going to wrap up episode 240, day 16 of the Countdown to Halloween Podathon. I want to give a huge thank you to Wendy Hosking Volker and Martin McCune for coming on again and playing a big old trick on you guys again. I can't believe you fell for it again. My goodness gracious. You're so silly. Who's so silly? You so silly. Be sure to check out Wendy's show, When Delicious at Goal. If you're in the whole Weight Watchers program or somewhere on a weight loss journey, go check her out. Go check her out. She's a nice lady, despite what Martin says about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we came to break, I mentioned how Jelly Belly Kelly took over the show for the day. And actually, Jelly Belly Kelly did, in fact, request this Halloween episode of the facts of life and she was able to do so because she is a patreon subscriber you could do that too you can go over to www.patreon.com slash screen queens and make a monthly donation to the show support what we do here that way and the thing is she was at the level where she could take over the show for the day anytime she wants she chose to do it now and well done Jelly Belly Kelly, Jelly Belly Kelly. The other thing is that's going on over there during the Potathon is that patrons are also getting behind the scenes footage, for want of a better word, of every time I've got guests on for the Countdown of Halloween. They're getting the eavesdrop on conversations that went on before or after the actual episode when my guests maybe were not completely aware that the recorders we're already on. Some of it's just boring blah, blah, blah. Some of it's actually some juicy dirt, but you won't know unless you become a Patreon subscriber. And the thing is, all of the money that comes in for the month of October from Patreon to the show, I'm donating to New Alternatives. That is why I haven't donated yet. I don't get the bank transfer from Patreon till you know, maybe the third or fourth day of the month. So I won't know how much is going to be in there. So if you want to help out that way, that's a way you can help out the kids at New Alternatives. And also, if you're listening to the show on the Radio Public app, every time you listen to the show, the whole way through, I get 20 cents. So if you happen to listen to all 21 episodes of the Podathon, 
on the Radio Public app, I make $4.20. All the money I make in October through Radio Public is also going to be donated to New Alternatives. So if you don't have anything for real, go download the Radio Public app. It's available on all formats. It's it's on Android and and, 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 uh, iPhone and, and just about every format you can imagine. So you could just listen to the show and help New Alternatives. That's pretty cool. Of course, you can still go to http colon slash slash fundraise dot alternatives nyc dot org slash sq and donate right there and as an added bonus while i've been waiting for these segments to master in reaper my my fancy equipment i have created a bitly link to get you right to the face facebook donation page as quickly as humanly possible and now you can reach it by going to bit dot ly slash sq potathon how do you like that that's easy to remember bitly slash potathon just put that dot after the bit and you're going to be there we have got a long long way to go miles to go before i sleep oh jesus god but hey we're having fun right we're having fun and we are doing some good for some kids that really really need it and if that doesn't make you feel good. Well, what did you, you better feel good about yourself, girl? Don't make me smack you. I will smack you into loving yourself. No, I won't. I would never. So what's going on on the Potathon Tamari? Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, you kids. <gasps> you better ward up on your cloves of garlic and your holy water and your wooden steaks because tomorrow... Day 17 of the countdown to Halloween Potathon is going to be a fright night. Yes, we're talking about that fabulous 1980s vampire movie starring Rodney McDowell and, and, and all those other people whose names I can't think of right now because I am burning out. <laughs> but you know what it is. You know what you love it. I'm going to be joined by Manuel Canary. Everybody's favorite sexy librarian. And also coming back to the show is Brian Wilson from Galactic Sneeze. That's the company that made the game Spank the Yeti and Schmovie. You remember Brian? He was on the Chopping Mall episode and Flowers in the Attic. And, of course, Manuel has been on dozens of times, it feels like, in a good way. He was here for American Gothic and one of my favorites of all time. It's the episode I listen to and I'm really depressed. It's that one that we did for last year's Potathon about that terrible Yvonne DiCarlo movie, Play Dead. I'm excited to have him back. It's going to be a great time. And we're going to have a party, even though it's a fright night. And what makes fright night even more fun is all the gay stuff in it. It works perfectly well as a perfectly average mainstream movie, but that movie is dripping in gay. And so will you be on tomorrow's episode. So until then, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place, but make this Halloween just a little bit less scary for some kids who really need it. They need a break. They need a break from the scary stuff, and you can do that. And of course, babes, never, ever, ever forget that Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby. At least make it to Halloween, yo, because, man, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to be trick-or-treating. Actually, we will be trick-or-treating. Ooh, spoiler. Spoiler.